Telling stories in a highly competitive and mostly male-driven film industry is no easy task. But today's guest is a determined woman ready to take on that challenge. I'm Chloe Bellon, I'm a screenwriter and producer, and I'm passionate about developing characters in film. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Well, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> My pleasure. When I found out that you went to Cannes, to the Cannes Festival, I was just so intrigued about it. Who doesn't want to go to Cannes? <laughs> obviously, obviously. And then we all know it's about like the dress and whatever you're wearing. So. Right. It's all about the fashion. People forget it's about the movie. It becomes yeah. all about the fashion. It's like a fashion runaway. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it? How was the experience of going to the Cannes Festival? Uh, yeah, I actually went two years in a row. So the first experience was, uh, it's like a jungle, getting to know exactly what, how it worked. Because my movie's been accepted at the film market like twice, it's a short film corner. So you're kind of like all over the place trying to sell your movie, get meetings done. But at the same time, you're at Cannes. So I'm not gonna lie, I wanna get on the red carpet. So obviously <laughs> you have to do lineups, get tickets, make sure you're on the red carpet. And then um, that's it. You when, when you walk there, it's like, there's all the spotlights and all, you feel like a celebrity. Oh, for like sure. for those two seconds that the ushers push you to the door, I would be you feel like- I posing everywhere. <laughs> like even if n none of the photographers were taking pictures of me, I'd be posing just because you're on the red carpet. Oh yeah, I was trying to take <laughs> selfies. Actually, I have a funny anecdote. I was wearing a dress by Katya Zakarian and had this three meter long uh, train. Okay. And it was a super gorgeous red dress. But the thing is that the red is exactly the red carpet color. Oh, so no. I was walking and some random girl fell on me because she didn't see the train. So oh, we both goodness. fell on the red carpet. Are you serious? <laughs> and that was Xavier Dolan's <laughs> premiere for Mommy and everybody was there. So they all saw it and it was super embarrassing. Oh, so. No. <laughs> Anyway, that was my little red carpet <laughs> That's accident. <your> experience. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you meet any celebrities? Um, yeah, well, briefly, when you go there, you kind of like see them, but there's so many people around them as well. Okay. So um, I had the chance to go as a media uh, last year, as well as going also for my own movies, because at the time I had like a media pass. Okay. But um, it was super hard because, first of all, you're pushing everyone to get an interview. Right. And you're trying to meet these people, and they're super, super busy. So their schedule is like, you know, 24-7. Exactly. Okay. So you went there because, well, the first time it was also as a screenwriter. It, was it the same movie that, went, that made it to both? Uh, no, the first year I went to Cannes in 2013, that was for While the Village Sleeps. Okay. Is, uh, it's actually a feature film that I shot, but I had to reduce it to get it in the short film category at Cannes. So I reduced it to 30 minutes and uh, I went there, it got picked up. And then the second year it was with Will of Fortune. It's okay. actually a short film I'm doing. Uh, right now I'm planning on doing a series with this, but the first chapter got picked up at Cannes last year. Okay. And um, that's it, that's the short film corner. Okay. I wanna go a little bit into uh, your films and how you, you develop them and your character development. But before, I'd like to know when did this all start? Did you always know you wanted to be a screenwriter? Uh, not for screen, but a writer, yes. Like I started okay. writing when I was 12. I wrote this uh, this novel. It was like maybe 100 pages at the time. I didn't have a computer, so I was writing by hand. So right now, if I would read it, I'm sure it wouldn't make any sense because I was 12. 
but it was still 100 pages. So yeah, it was like action adventure. And I noticed that even now, when I look back at it, it was like a 12 to 15 characters okay. book. And uh, with time, I started writing those things, those little short stories, mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to be a writer, but then I fell in love with the art of cinema. Okay. So for me, it was like I had to combine you know, both of my passions, so then I started screenwriting. Okay, wow. And when did you decide to, uh, because you studied this in school, right? Uh, I studied uh, writing in school. It was mostly because I have mostly like a Bachelor of Arts, so it's like, you know, arts and writing and creative right. writing, but it's not specifically for screenwriting. Okay. So I kind of had to learn everything all by myself. I took a few workshops, you know, for people from LA. When you come here, they have a workshop sometimes and you can just register, but it wasn't like an intense class. Okay. And there's a lot that you can learn from internet as well, and right. it's a lot of practice. But um, the way to test it is to register your film in while well, your script actually in script festivals and contests. And when I started winning awards, this is when I knew that you know screenwriting is really my thing and okay. I'm good at it. So I'm just going to go in that direction. Okay. And when did you decide to like really make that leap of faith to say, this is what I love, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm dropping everything else. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be about this time of the year last year. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just spent a year just freelancing uh, here and there uh, for like the different jobs, but like this sometimes working on film sets just for me to get a feel of how it is to work with professionals. Right. With and the, of uh, the industry. Yeah, of the exactly on the industry, like TV series, films, like sometimes I background work and it's okay. fun for me to look like sit down and look what they're doing, you know, as opposed to be on set and work as a production assistant. Right. So I've done this last year and you know it's such a liberating experience because now you know that you're focusing on just what you love. Right. And you don't have all those distractions around you. So mm -hmm. that's really What's it. the expression? Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like a job. When it's your passion, right. it's, it doesn't feel like a job. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, the job, the job part of it, I mean, you know, we were talking about there's a lot more that goes into doing a film. It's not just the film is done and thank you, bye. There's the whole business aspect afterwards. Yeah, that's when you become uh, titled as a producer. Um, usually the film, the screenwriters, if they're lucky, they get like an agent. If they're really talented and they know the right people, mm -hmm. they get an agent right away. And the agent's job is to sell the script. But if you don't have an agent, like me right now, I'm in between, like I'm doing interviews and I'm getting an agent very soon. But before that part of my life, I was really... I, I was I, I was actually producing the movie, writing it, and then actually going out there and trying to sell it. So that's okay. the marketing part. So that's the part that everybody doesn't really know about because all they see is the clamor that's around it, and then you go to Cannes and here and that. Right. But you know, and behind they see the that, selfies. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, behind that, there's a lot of work. You know, right. uh, we have to go to meetings. You have to go and then push it. There's a lot of internet uh, selling, like everything PR. That's a mm -hmm. very important part of it. And uh, also the media, you have to be all over the newspaper, the blogs, right. so that it can create a buzz. So you're doing PR, you're doing sales, you're doing marketing. Yeah, that's a producer's <laughs> job. Well, you're, when you're starting, you have to wear all those hats. Like ideally in a world, you have like a publicist and an agent and a producer, right. but you're kind of doing everything when you start. Right, okay. And I mean, where do you see yourself like in five years? I'm assuming you want to have that whole team at some point. 
Yes, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I shot Wheel of Fortune in New York, it was actually the first time that I shot with people that have uh, studio experience, okay. as opposed to uh, freelancers and people who've learned school like straight out of college. And that was my old, like my other movies. But Rule of Fortune was my first like professionally shot movie. And honestly, the feeling is great. You know, okay. when you're sitting there and you feel like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not supposed to do anything. Right. Somebody's job is just to bring me coffee. Somebody's job is to bring my chair. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I can't go back. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to have that team. And I would love to just focus on screenwriting right. and as opposed to being a producer. Right now I'm doing it because it's my own work. But eventually, uh, when I get signed for an agent, like which is what, what's happening right now, uh, their job is to sell my scripts okay. and get me to work on sets or you know, as a TV writer maybe. Mm -hmm. So I won't have to be a producer. Okay. And I'm assuming in five years you're hoping to have an Oscar or be nominated for an Oscar. Oh, is is that always the objective <laughs> for writers? I'm oh assuming? yeah, yeah. Okay. I always keep in mind my objective. I want to be. Uh, I want to get on that stage and win an Oscar, but for right. screenwriting specifically. And uh, it's not. I mean, it's it's not an unattainable goal. It's just something we see. It's a like huge glamour thing. Right. But no, I mean. Writers do get Oscars sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and I want my work to be recognized. Of course. So I watched Wheel of Fortune um, with, uh, with my husband, and <laughs> we had very conflicting views on it. Oh, wow. But before we go into that, can you tell me a little bit more about this short film? Uh, the for short those film, who don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, for those who don't know, actually, um, it's a short 17-minute film. It's about debating on whether or not a person that has killed and gone to prison deserves a second chance in life. So sometimes these people get a second chance, they get paroled, and not everybody agrees with that, such as the system. So that's what I wanted to bring out in this movie. So mm -hmm. basically, I based it on two different stories. One is from Susan Wright. Uh, she's in jail right now in Texas, and she murdered her husband with 193 um, stabs. And uh, she also, really did not <laughs> want to miss that shot. Huh? That was uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there was uh, Guy Turcotte, the surgeon, okay. the Canadian surgeon who murdered his uh, children. And that's a case that everybody knows in Montreal because okay. it was really, you know, uh, it's local. Exactly, it's local, and it was like in like nationally televised. Like everybody was talking about it. So I feel like you know, it was a story that was close to home. So I chose the two subjects because I'm comparing uh, the two type of murders, someone who murders his children, like innocent people, as opposed to someone who murders her husband, but then she claims that she was abused. So is there a way to judge it? Is there, mm -hmm. should we judge it because she's a woman? And should, be we, should we be you know, giving her the same punishment as a man? You know, so that was the whole issue around it. Okay. And why two stories within the same film? Because it is a short film. Um, why did you want to add two? Why not focus on one? Uh, because I think that I like comparing those two stories. I like when I like to have like a top provocative script, you know. And when people watch it, they have like opinions, like you said. And I knew that these two had specific opinions about it, like the Guy Tricot thing. Um, not everybody is in favor of his parole. I feel <laughs> in Quebec specifically, I feel like there's a lot of like opinions against it. But Susan Wright was a very uh, contradictive case. Like there was a lot of opinions and a lot of like uh, debates around it. So I felt like, you know what, let's go in those two directions and compare them. Right. And subconsciously people compare them after they watch the movie because I really you know, touch both subjects. Okay, so it was your way of covering both sides or different sides of one argument. 
actually yeah exactly okay yeah. and uh well my favorite part of the movie was uh the students when they were discussing and debating the cases yeah um i find that my husband his favorite part was um was the actual like storyline with you know, with Guy Turcotte and with the, the other guy chasing yeah. him. So he liked more of the action part and actually seeing the story develop, whereas I'm more interested in the debate about the story. So that's what was our different views. And um, But in terms of the sentencing, we I think we kind of agreed on the, on the same aspect. But, you know, it, I think that that's what you like is that people will have big conversations about the movie should this person get parole should they get arrested should they get the death penalty and so on that that was actually that's actually funny because when i was rehearsing with the actors in new york uh we were like you know they were saying their lines and we were had like a table read and at some point the actresses the one who were playing alexis and jamie the ones that had the like, you know stronger arguments they started telling their own arguments in it. I'm like, oh, wow, so that's what you really think. And it, <laughs> it turned out to be an argument on set, so it was kind of funny okay. to see that people read the script and they're, like, super, like, they're, they're emotional about it. You know, they mm -hmm. have, like, opinion about it. So it's impossible to be on uh, in the middle ground when you watch a movie like this. Right. I feel like you have to have an opinion. You have to have right. a side, you know. It evokes emotions. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. How did you prepare for for the script, how did you develop this, uh, the characters? Um, yeah, the character development is, is actually my strength when I write a script. I love, like, I love psychology, I love human behavior and like trying to find out how they would behave in a certain situation. Right. So that's what, that's what passions me about like writing. So uh, how I prepared, I actually had to do a lot of research on uh, you know, politics and sides, like okay. how would a person that is the Democrat think, how would a Republican think about like that sentence? And then I would have to research because I know nothing about politics, I have to admit. So um, yeah, I had to do that. And then I was um, actually putting myself in the skin of a person that would okay. be in that opinion. So that was how I actually, you know, wrote, wrote the, script. the script. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And do you think that being a woman gives you a different angle because it is a male-dominated industry. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the movie, yes, it kind of gives me an angle. That's probably right. I went for the Susan Wright case, and uh, it was like about feminisms and all. So that's why maybe I, I kind of gave her a second chance in the mm -hmm. story. But um, no, in general, it's, uh, it's not easy to be a woman in this industry when you're a producer. A writer, I would say nobody really cares because you're just <laughs> writing. So right. nobody cares who wrote the script. I just want to know if the story is good. That's okay. it. But when you're a producer, it's like what you look like, what you project as an image, and mm. you shake hands, and you look straight in the eye, and you have to kind of like behave like a man maybe is that you like think so? uh, yeah <laughs> kind of because in the end you're like dealing with a lot of men like when i went to Cannes, all the pr uh, the buyers the producers i met they're all men so okay. you're sitting there and then it's kind of intimidating you're just like on a one-on-one -on -one meeting and they're looking at you in the eye and they're basically quote unquote asking you uh what's in it for me like right. what are you selling <laughs> me so you kind of have to sell and yeah it, it's not easy it's intimidating oh yeah it is okay. <laughs> Well, what, what would you recommend for women who are looking to go in the field, whether it's screenwriting or being producers? Um, 
it is a little bit tough because, like, like we just said, there's a lack of women in the industry. Um, I would say um, one of the main thing I would say actually, if you're a screenwriter, if your passion is writing, go for it because it's going to come from the heart. And obviously, everything that comes from the heart is, is you know, it's you, it's passion. People can feel it, uh, and they will love it. And if you you're not a people person, if you feel like when you're networking, you you can't get people's attention, or you don't know how to start a conversation, do small talks. Um, when you go to those film functions, bring someone else with you that is, you know, the big talker. Okay. So at least you know you're both there, and then you know how to sell your movie. He knows how to get attention, and you you have a team. Right. So that would be my advice for that, because we can't just do everything. We think we can, and as women, <laughs> sometimes we're like we see all Super those. Superwoman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially moms. Oh my God, like they have the worst <laughs> job ever, but at the same time, the most rewarding one. So um, you have to be everything and be everywhere at the same time. But yeah, I feel like if you bring someone that has this other quality with you, uh, making a team is not a bad idea, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, you're not the only one doing it. Right. And that was uh, what you mentioned was hard for you is doing everything and and going to like these huge festival alone and pitching everything. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, it's hard. But at the same time, I guess that I was more focused because I was by myself. OK, uh, that's one thing I, I found because being with other people, there was one year, I guess I went to the Hollywood Film Festival and that was like one of my movies was uh, selected. Uh, for the movie trailer uh, category, and okay. we lost against Hugh Jackman, Slimmy Zahab. <laughs> so you can only imagine the star-studded oh dinner party goodness. over there. I was sitting there, and I was across the room from, uh, what's his face? Oh my God, the Avengers, Chris Evans. Okay. And I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan a of fan like too. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> as well. So they were all sitting there, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm sitting here. So it was super like intimidating, but at the same time, I was with other people. I brought like right. actresses with me. So it's different because we don't, don't we don't all go for the same reasons. Like right. I'm there to sell. They're there to just like pass around maybe demos and then get deals. And I feel like festivals are not a, the right place to do that for actors. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know why. Maybe actors are there, you know, for the show and everything. And it's a good thing. You need to show your faces in some places, right. you know. But at the same time, they're not going to recruit actors at a festival. Right. Festivals are made to know s to sell your movie. Right. So I feel like in this case, it's better if you go by yourself or if you go with someone who is also selling the movie with you. Uh, okay. Otherwise, it creates distractions. And, okay. um, you know, it, you know, it drags away from your goal, I right. guess. And by the way, losing to uh, Wolverine, not a bad deal. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it that way because I'm like, I can't take second place. I'm super, like, I'm super bad at this. So I was sitting really? like, really, dude, you had like 40 million and I had four thousand dollars. You know, that's like you can't compare. Fair, right. But then I thought about it when we went back to the hotel. I'm like, hey, it was actually you, Jackman. <laughs> that's Come on, it's not so yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next time you'll beat him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was the movie trailer category, so I okay. guess, you know, they had a chance to win. <laughs> right, right. And what will be the next production coming from you? What's the next project? Um, actually, I'm continuing uh, the series of Will of Fortune. I feel like a lot of people told me that they, sh they see that being a mm -hmm. series instead of just a one chapter. And there's so many directions that we could go with that movie. And it's like short films about a case that is nationally televised and also about like a real case, a criminal, like a murder case. 
So um, I feel like I'm going to go. I already started writing other sequels, and we're going to shoot that in Toronto. And okay. uh, I love Toronto as well, you know, as a city, and Montreal as well. So I'm going to use the locations that I have already. Okay and uh, shoot uh, chapters and based on, you know, different murder cases. cases. Murder cases from Montreal? Or? Uh, sometimes, yes. I think we have a lot of murder cases in Montreal <laughs> that would be interesting to tackle in. Uh, or Canada in general. In general. Like, Canada okay. has a lot of, like, murder cases that people disagree with to judge. Okay you know, the judging at right. the end. So it's so not that there's so many murders, it's that there's no. interesting cases. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's not, yeah, there's murders all over the world. But yeah, Canada has a lot of like opinion, like different opinion. Opinionated sorry. cases. <laughs> exactly, opinionated cases. So I guess, you know, it's a good uh, subject okay. to use for a movie. And also right now, like I said, I'm also um, uh, signing up with an agency in Toronto to represent me as a screenwriter. So we'll probably be working, uh, you know, uh, on TV series or movies or selling my own movies. So that's something that I don't know yet. Okay. And my movie has been uh, selected at uh, Palm Spring Film Festival, but not the actual competition, cool. but the film market. Mm -hmm. But it's still good because it's an Oscar qualifier. So right. going there means meeting a lot of important people. So. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, good luck. I'm sure that's going to be an amazing festival and it'll bring you new contacts and new success. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if there was one thing that you would change or do over, now that you know everything that you've known in the past two years, what would you do differently? That's a very good question because honestly, every little uh, bump in the row or every mistake that I feel like I've done had taught me something. Okay. So I don't really think there's anything I would do differently because I really uh, decided to make my own life happen okay. uh, a year ago, but not just a year ago, every decision I take, I'm a very like compulsive person. You know, uh, mm -hmm. going to Cannes was like, um, when I found out for Cannes the first year in 2013, um, I found out 18 days before the actual deadline. So wow. I had 18 days to cut back my movie into a 30 minute short film. Wow. So, and I was working a nine to five. So can you imagine like, you know, spending nights and weekends <laughs> on this? And, you know, obviously it's, it's really hard. You have to sleep in the, in the main time. So, you know, every decision I took uh, was out of impulse and saying, you know what? this is it, I'm doing it and I'm moving, moving forward and there's always like a good result that came out of this. So I don't really regret anything. I okay. think I've done everything I had to do and now I'm just waiting for results. All right, that's amazing, no regrets. No, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> good, well thank you so much for sharing your story and I watched Wheel of Fortune, I'm gonna watch the, the, the other one, the previous one and I'm looking forward for the rest of the series. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they're um, actually online if uh, people want to watch it. The whole series? Uh, not the whole series. My, my, my two last movies, okay. Wild Village Sleeps and uh, Wheel of Fortune, are both online. They've been picked up at Cannes by uh, a distributor that has an, an app on iPad and iPhones. Okay. It's called Play Festival. Uh, no, Play Film Festival, sorry. Play Film and Festival. And so people can see it on the links. Okay, perfect. All right, I'll check it out. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Thank you to you all for joining us on another episode of Couch Talk, and see you next time. Wish to see you, wish to see you, made all the colors. Wish to see you, wish to 